I'm thankful for her. Yeah, she looks different than expected, but she's doing just fine. Cheers to her. She's come a long way and still has so far to climb. I said it, let this year be a new beginning. Let dreams awaken like never before. Let creative visions unfold into reality. Let connections spark with anticipation. Let risk unlock new doors of opportunity. Let love remain at the center. Grateful for the chance to love her deeply. Grateful for the many hands a part of pushing me to freedom. It's the Perpetual Good Podcast with your host, Kenneth Hopkins. Join us as we discover the good things that are happening all around us and what we can do to bring even more good to our communities. Life is like a box of assorted chocolates. But what swirls in my head? Donuts, few boxes. Both go with the concept. Never know what you'll get unless you were open. Welcome back to the Perpetual Good Podcast. This is your host, Kenneth Hopkins. And in each of our episodes, we always start off with a question, what's good? Really what that comes down to is gratitude or gratefulness. And for this episode today, we're going to be looking at what happens when people actually give their lives over to gratefulness or to gratitude. Now, right now, I'm in the middle of a pretty inspirational book. It's called The Simple Act of Gratitude. I actually found it because I started researching the the whole story of of gratitude and gratefulness and thankfulness. And uh, and I came across this book. And uh, I would definitely recommend it, even though I'm in the middle of it, but I I find it very intriguing. Um, But in this book, the author is telling of how his life turned around because he chose to pursue acts of gratitude rather than how he had been living for uh, for a number of years. And, and for him, it really was a pursuit because his life was literally falling apart. Now, personally, I can understand the, the need for pursuing gratitude because I mean, think about it, when everything is going well, it can be easy to be grateful or at least seem like you're grateful. But as my friend John Briggs said, uh, this can actually be viewed more as a granted attitude as opposed to gratitude. Um, When things are going well, sometimes we feel like we kind of deserve it and uh, we take it on that way. Um, But when the plumber has to come two days before Thanksgiving and cut holes into your kitchen ceiling because of a leak in the upstairs bathroom, um, gratitude is not the easiest thing to come by. And yes, that is exactly what happened today. So let's broaden this out a little bit because um, especially here in, in America, Um, this season, this Thanksgiving season can be very hard for a lot of people and gratitude can be, can be very hard to pursue. Um, 
just think about the, the the story of the of the first Thanksgiving itself. Um, you realize that the stories that we were told as children about the first Thanksgiving with the pilgrims and the Indians, um, that basically those stories were outright lies. Um, that has really made a lot of people reject the whole concept of of Thanksgiving and this and this time of celebration, and, and they want to separate themselves from it. For other people, um, it could be the memory of a loss of of a loved one, or or even harsh memories of of past events when when families get together. At this time. Uh, here in this country and probably other countries as well, but tens of thousands, if not more, uh, of people are are now out of work um, due to uh, due to layoffs. Um, other people around the country are are grieving the loss of family members in different ways, um, uh, whether they are related to the. Um, just the shooting at the Q nightclub or dealing with what's happening in the streets of Iran. I, I can go on. There are so many things that, um, that go on. And really there are scientific studies that, um, that really tell us why there's so much a focus on, on so many negative things. Um, science will often tell us that um, our grief and our pain and, uh, and our, our, trauma and, and the focus of our tragedies, that they're more prone to be remembered and focused upon because it's actually an innate part of our person that is part of our survival instinct. And so we, we try to focus on those things. All valid points, all valid things to look at. But the question is, are we meant to just merely survive, just merely exist? Or is there a, a, a deeper need for us? Um, you're gonna find people all around the world are searching out various areas of spirituality because they're looking at their lives and saying, it, it can't just be this. So if there's that aspect of us that is so strong, for survival, just survival, um, that our bodies, our emotions, we, we store those things and we carry those things with us, then if we are pursuing other things, then there must be, there must be something more, um, something just as powerful as our need to survive but it has to do more with fulfillment. So that's what this episode is all about. And that's where the gratitude comes in. So let's go back to uh, just this book. And, um, and today, just so you know, what we're gonna do is we're gonna look at, um, we're gonna look at a few people whose lives uh, have, uh, have just started to turn around or just their their lives themselves uh, exemplify what it means to um, to live as as people focused on gratitude. Hey, good morning, Ken. This is John. Hey, I'm very grateful for the many things God has provided for me. The first is my family. I met my wife, Stacy, just over 10 years ago, and my life has been better ever since. 
I'm also grateful for our four kids of our combined family. Each one of them is on their school and career path to be successful in their lives. And finally, I'm grateful for my job. I, I just can't picture myself doing anything else in life. Thank you, Ken, for your podcast and your friendship. We wish you and your family a very happy Thanksgiving. So going back to the book, uh, In a Simple Act of Gratitude, the author's moment of Zen came on a hike in the mountains with everything going wrong in his life. Um, when he was on this hike, he heard a voice. It was loud. It was distinct. And it says, until you learn to be grateful for the things that you have, you will not receive the things that you want. I'm not here to tell you that this is a formula or, or anything like that. I'm, I'm just here to tell you that this is what uh, was the turning point in, in his life. And so what he did is he started to, um, to make a plan of action to try to find ways to generate the, uh, the gratitude over things. And for him, it was um, writing thank you notes. That was the beginning of that. So what does a life of gratitude look like? My daughter Imani is a performer, not only as a dancer and choreographer, but in whatever she does, she has to give it all and to do it well. And she gets it honestly. One of the downsides of this performance mentality is, is really the constant need, if you will, to be performing and that life of performance can actually be all-consuming. So in a shift for Imani, uh, her birthday was uh, just a couple of weeks ago. And as, as part of her kind of overall birthday celebration and reflection, she began to do a daily gratitude post, talking about something or someone that meant something to her and why. So I asked her about why, uh, why she did it and what it was doing for her. And she said um, a, a few things. One of the things she said is that it kept her eyes on the things that really matter most. And um, she said that uh, it actually helped her to choose to see the good in the various moments in every day. And again, thinking back on the things that we talked about, sometimes that can be hard, but when you, when you make the choice to be grateful and to express gratitude, then all of a sudden you start seeing a little bit more good in each of the days that, that come up. It also helped her to keep grounded. The more that uh, that you start to see a, a little bit of balance, when everything starts to seem like chaos and, and things going wrong, when you can actually see that there is that there is good and good continues to happen, um, that uh, it can keep you focused on the right way. Um, if you get a chance, listen to uh, to Steve Harvey's. Um, testimony really 
of how he got to the Apollo theater um, when he was living in his car, had nowhere to go. He was ready to quit. Um, but the situations actually caused him to focus in the right way and, um, and to really think about things in just such a, such a positive way um, that he was able to see that things were actually happening. And so that's really how he's been living his life, but it's a, it's, it's an excellent, excellent, um, uh, excellent testimony. So, um, so again, it's, it's kept her grounded. And these are really foundational benefits of a life of gratitude, but there is a second level that comes from that. And that is blessing others. I found my first love for jazz as a young girl, riding with my dad, listening to the greats, Miles, Monk, Billy, Dinah, Coltrane, still one of my favorites. The trumpet specifically resonates with the sound of my youth. While dad played on Saturday afternoons to pass the time, 50% of my creative DNA leans to the dark halls of a juke joint, listening to collective solitude to the sound of laughter and tears in melodic harmony. Jazz is the heartbeat to unsung memories, to history and genealogy, to family. So the more we focus on a life of gratitude, the more we can express that gratitude when situations arise. So I mentioned the plumber coming out and putting holes in my ceiling and um, that that whole situation, but for me, that actually comes with uh, a level of gratitude. Not because there's holes in my ceiling, but I I'm grateful that my realtor actually ensured that I would uh, that I would have a home warranty when when uh, when we purchase the house for situations just like this. So uh, I'm not going to be out a lot of money. I'll have a deductible, but definitely much more manageable, but um, there's, there's different ways of looking at that and being able to be grateful within those situations. Um, now in Imani's situation, one of the things that came out of this is um, she just recently went to a jazz concert and she, she documented her experience. And a lot of times we document our experience in a very selfish way, you know, this is what I experienced and this is, this is what I'm getting out of it. But she didn't just do that. She actually turned this back and she was a blessing to the artist. She tied their performance to not only her history, but the history of jazz greats. And she did it in such a positive way. And this is, uh, it's really the beautiful thing about gratitude. Uh, gratitude doesn't have to be big. It just has to be there. I've got other friends who um, are, are great examples of people who are just abounding in, uh, in gratitude in their lives. Um, Nate and Michelle Frazier, uh, if you've listened to any of the podcasts, you've, you've heard Nate, he's been on the uh, podcast before and the way that he is on the podcast is a way that he is in real life. He just wants to be there. He wants to help. He loves people. Um, and he's real grateful for 
not just the things that he's been able to receive himself, but the the people that are around him and the 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 life and the lessons that he's been able to get from from various people. Um, they're always promoting other people. Um, but even just recently, they they put it out there that if anybody is um, uh, is in need on Thanksgiving, if they don't have any place to go, if they um, whatever their situation is, they opened up their home. Um, and it does they're not just talking about people that they know. They opened up their home to to anybody uh, to be a part of what's happening. Uh, at what they affectionately call their party of. Um, so um, now what happens if you don't have a lot? What happens if you personally are struggling yourself? That's the beauty of gratitude. It's not focused on what you don't have. It's not focused on what's going wrong, but it's focused on what you do have and on what's going right. It's living a life of gratitude is it's not about performance. It's not about um, it's not about showing how much you have and, 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 and giving away a little bit so that you can uh, show that you're giving charity. That's not what it is. It's about living a life of gratitude is really all about connecting. Now, there's a person here in this in this Murrieta area, um, and I really want to have her on the podcast. Uh, hopefully soon. I haven't contacted her yet, but it's uh, it's coming. Um, her name is also Imani Imani Maryflo. She's dedicated herself to feeding the hungry and the houseless people in the area. Yeah, uh, she's been doing it for a number of years. And she just posted, she said, you know, this year I can't do what I would normally do um, because I'm struggling myself. But I still want to be able to uh, to connect with people. And so uh, she put it out there that if anybody is hungry, if anybody needs a meal, if anybody needs a place to go, uh, she opened up her home in order for uh, people to receive that connection because she's living a life of gratefulness. So that, that act of gratefulness, what can start as just one act, like in the book, it started as, as one little thing, but it starts to blossom into an overall lifestyle that's what this time is about. That's what really real Thanksgiving is about. Let's forget the, the, the past and the history. Let's correct that. Not so much forget it. Let's set this aside for a second. We know that that's a reality that we have to deal with as, uh, as a people, as a nation, um, and even as a world. But uh, one of the ways that we'll be able to deal with that is to really understand that our lives are not meant to be lived only in survival mode, only in let's conquer so that I'm not conquered. But really it's meant to be able to look out and say, I have received so much and I, 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 have, I have things and people in my life that I can be grateful for and I can express that gratitude. 
And the more that I'm able to express that gratitude, then that's able to bless the people around me. And, and it goes back to that question. When you ask what's good, instead of saying, you know what, I'm, I'm having a hard time, but I can actually say, these are the things that are going on good in my life. So in this season of Thanksgiving, whether you have been one of those people like my daughter Imani, like my aunt Barbara, who have been cataloging uh, days of gratitude, um, or whether you're just at that point of just saying, maybe I need to start doing that. Maybe I need to start um, understanding some of the things that I, that I can be grateful for. Um, wherever you are in that journey, um, I, I challenge you and I, and I wish you well in your, in your pursuit of gratitude, because when you start to live a life of Thanksgiving, not only will you be blessed, but you'll be able to bless others. So again, thank you for taking the time to be a part of, uh, be a part of this, uh, podcast, um, I am grateful for each person that interacts with podcasts, whether you have uh, verbally told me or not, um, but I've had a lot of positive, uh, positive feedback. Uh, I'm grateful for Holly for giving me feedback on the podcast every single time and making sure that I'm, uh, that I am giving my all to this and uh, and just for the life that we have together. So the theme music for Perpetual Good is Wild and Windy by Bled John with additional instrumental music, Soaring Above the Waves by Rolex Music. I leave you with this Nigerian proverb, give thanks for a little and you will find a lot. Have a great week and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.